Hello and welcome to Desi's Podcast and our weekly Indian Super League review. And you join Nevin Thomas, our resident expert and host, uh, with me, Bharat. Um, hello, Nevin. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Bharat? Yeah, very, very well. Thank you. It's a beautiful morning here in Leicester. I'm sure, as always, it's beautiful where you are. Uh, it's been raining a lot. No, so finally still. the sun is out. Finally, the sun is out today, so it's a good day. <laughs> All right, fantastic. <laughs> um, it's been another uh, interesting week um, in the ISL. Um, what's your summary of the week that we've just had? Uh, I think uh, this uh, week is testimony to the fact that, uh, and we had talked about this in our previous episode as well, that this is going to be a very closely fought uh, ISL and uh, I think we've seen a lot of upsets, a lot of uh, teams performing despite uh, uh, not having their uh, best players available and all that. So uh, a good week of football, a good uh, lot of surprises, a lot of uh, also a lot of trends developing in terms of uh, we we sort of now understanding what kind of football these uh, uh, teams are going to play. So very interesting week. Absolutely, uh, but we've got to start with the biggest game of the week. Um, I'm sure you'll agree. Mumbai versus Orisha. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, what, what considering now you are a you are an Odisha fan now, easily the biggest game of the week. And what a result as well. Yeah, yeah big result, half big time. It was it was uh, reminding me of. Uh, I'm going to mention it. I, 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 any excuse to mention my beloved Leicester City and uh, the <laughs> uh, the uh, result we had last Friday against Southampton. But um, yeah, was that one of the surprises for you? Definitely, definitely. Uh, in terms of uh, we, uh, we expected Mumbai to be more resolute in uh, in defense as well because, uh, like we had discussed earlier, uh, we are expecting Mumbai to be that solid in defense and uh, score one or two goals for the victory. That's the kind of team that we expected uh, uh, from Mumbai. So that way, it was surprising to see a young. Um, Indian-led uh, attack from uh, uh, I keep saying Delhi, but like Odisha. <laughs> yeah, right, it's really Odisha. important for us Odisha fans that you get the name right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, it was very interesting, and uh, also it is uh, w- what do I say? Uh, it is uh, Gombu's uh, strategy is finally pulling off because we saw glimpses of it throughout last season, and which is why I sort of recommended. Uh, supporting this team because we always thought there was a lot of potential, but that uh, that final finishing was uh, uh, missing. So good on them for finally finding that uh, goal scoring uh, uh, magic, and hopefully it will continue throughout the season. Yeah, uh, but uh, Mumbai were affected by quite a few injuries, and they put out correct, a whole Indian lineup. Um, obviously, that affected them as well. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, definitely, but they have good Indians in their rank. But the fact that even somebody like Subhashish Bose and Roland Borges also had to be like withdrawn in the match didn't really play into their hands. But uh, uh, let's say uh, that is a club's problem, and we can't. Uh, at the end of the day, it's three points lost, regardless of uh, uh, what you, whatever excuse that you can come up with. It's in it's an Indian Super League. You had the time to uh, come up with your squad, so. Unfortunate, but uh, it's again three points lost for Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it was on the back of a game that um, you called um, the Diwali game, um, Chennai against Mumbai, 
Well, we thought with two defensive teams, this could be a classic nil-nil, and that's the way it ended up. There were no fireworks yeah. in that game. <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, to be fair to Mumbai, they did uh, uh, attack a lot, and they did uh, look like the most threatening team in that match. Uh, Chennai and they are really struggling yeah. for goals. They, uh, I don't know what they can do. Even against uh, ATK, uh, they did reach interesting spaces, let's say advanced spaces, but uh, nobody there in that team who can score you that goal. So it's a little worrying. And we again, we discussed this in our uh, preview for the season. Uh, these early matches are going to be like really crucial for John Gregory's future and how well he can uh, control this team and uh, not so great three results. So I'm sure those doubts are creeping in right now. Yeah, and they created uh, quite a few chances against ATK, didn't they? But they've just correct, not correct, got anybody yeah. up front to uh, put them away. So correct, if, yeah. If you look at it in a bigger picture way, usually it's when you don't create chances you should start worrying. But they are creating chances, so they just need somebody up front to um, finish them off. But it's also worrying that they don't have that somebody to finish it off. So um, uh, maybe hopefully JJ will return at some point in the season and uh, they'll have a established striker there. But even JJ didn't have a great season last time around. So they're really desperate for goals. Uh, we don't know who that uh, source of goal is going to be. But uh, if that's the case, it's also up to the coach to adapt and uh, push an extra man forward. He hasn't changed his system at all. He's still playing that uh, uh, very solid uh, 4-4-2 or whatever you could call it. So, um, it's uh, let's wait and see. It's three matches. They've got uh, some interesting uh, uh, matches uh, coming their way, including a, match, a very important match against Bangalore. So, Let's see. Let's see how uh, John Gregory is going to adapt to that setup. Do you think he's already? I know you. You just said that it's only three games. It's very early, but it's not. It it is not the biggest season. There's about eighteen games. Is John Gregory already right. under pressure? I think so. I think, and uh, I think he started the season under pressure. Uh, even though the club uh, vocally backed him and he has won the title with them. Yeah. Uh, and the last season was horrible for ISL standards. That's the poorest season for any team. Mm. And now they've started the season without uh, scoring. They've already had two home matches where they have uh, failed to excite the audience. So there will be definitely a lot of pressure on him. I think in a way they're lucky that we've got Hyderabad this year. Yeah, exactly. So, Hyderabad has been equally poor or probably worse. So, um, that way, uh, I don't know which of the English coach is going to go first. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Phil Brown giving him a good competition. But, uh, yeah, but Chennai is a bigger team. Hyderabad, I think, will be excused this season because they didn't really have a lot of uh, preseason matches and they had to patch up a team in a very short time but uh, Chennai on the other hand uh, had a good preseason and were expected to perform better than this so the, say I, I think uh, I would give another three matches but if uh, in six matches they are not producing a result I think it will be best for the team to uh, think of another route. I mean like you said uh, they've got Bengaluru so it doesn't get... Um... Is it Bengaluru they've got uh, coming up? But um, it, it I took... believe so. There is a match in ten on tenth. Uh, I think uh, on 
yeah it, i mean these clubs are facing each other on 10th is what i believe it, it's not getting um, any easier for them is it correct yeah it's not, but uh, uh, again bangalore also has struggled to score goals this season so <laughs> it's, it's it's going to be very interesting how uh, uh, these two teams are going to line up there is also some uh, history in terms of uh, uh these two are uh, big rivals in in the ISL regardless of its uh, short history uh they played the final in which uh, chennai won and there was also a sort of uh, a little bit of troubles off the off the field as well in terms of uh, it, the, the season that uh, chennai and won uh, bangalore were the toppers on the league so a lot of people said the league toppers should be uh given more importance uh, somebody uh, then another set of people said uh, it doesn't matter at the end of the day it, it's it depends on who wins the title so uh, a lot of uh, history and also only separated by 5 6 hours so a bit uh, of a local derby if you can a bit it. of a local derby um I, I, in india everything turns out to be a derby so <laughs> <laughs> it's like a maharashtra derby in which pune and uh, uh mumbai used to play so they 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 like to build up everything as uh, derby but yeah this one could be could be tagged one yeah yeah um well they've got a few days uh, before that big game uh, big derby as we say um i think mm-hmm. sunday the 10th like you said um yeah. <coughs> talking of bengaluru we did say that this uh, the next game um goal versus bengaluru was a highlight um mm-hmm. what did you think of that big um, match up between those two it did end in a draw um some people were saying go go over were lucky with that last minute penalty uh yeah uh, i think uh, lucky in terms of that's definitely a penalty but uh, overall i think uh, bangalore had a better uh, strategy mm-hmm. they knew how to stifle uh, this goan side also uh, kudos to quadrad i thought he got his strategy bang on he he uh, made it ugly in the middle uh, he uh, did not ensure goa had a free run at his uh, defense so uh, yeah in terms of strategy in terms of uh, execution for most of the 90 minutes bangalore deserved to win that match but that's how football is right and uh, you don't want to give a team like goa too many chances and you gave them a penalty so at the end of the day it's a draw and uh, bangalore will regret losing those points yeah <clears throat> um, um and the goalkeepers at both the goalkeepers had good games in that one uh two heavyweights yeah. um, so early on um do they in their performance look to you like they should be classed as the two heavyweights i mean it's something that we t- you talked about when we were doing the preview of the season mm-hmm. that these mm-hmm. two teams did that game show why they are the two teams to um be the favorites as it were for the uh, league not really yeah, surprisingly yeah. yeah surprisingly i didn't find both teams so dominant and so better in quality than uh, most other teams in the in the league mm. uh, um in terms of uh, the quality of coaches perhaps i thought quadrat is uh, was really clever in terms of how he used the team uh, against uh, goa barring this uh, very strange decision of playing ashik as a left back which sort of backfired because he is the one who gave away the penalty <laughs> but uh, apart from that uh, he's been doing the right things and bangalore is also just looking for that one uh, one bit of magic up forward and uh, they, uh, they might be well off playing uh, sunil chetri slightly towards the center and pushing ashik as a, an attacker but that's it that thing i think the coach knows better and similarly with goa 
I thought Goa had the most convincing performance in their first match where they played with the uh, minimum number of uh, foreigners. They just had three foreigners in that lineup. Mm. Uh, Koro obviously adds a lot to the a lot of the goals, but uh, the moment somebody like a Jahu and everybody is come in, you feel like the Indians sort of stop trying. That's my impression of Goa right now, especially in uh, uh, last night's match uh, against Northeast United. Uh, I thought. Uh, uh the they have a very good indian squad in terms of they've got brandon they've got jackie they've got len they've got lenny they've got so many uh, very exciting indian seriton uh, but you saw that at at all, all the points of the uh, during the match the likes of brandon and um, um, say len played towards the end jackie uh, their objective was to give it to the foreigners as soon as possible and let them do the magic Mm. So, uh, but in the first match, you saw these guys tried out more, and they were they were more because they knew they had to win the match for Goa. Mm. And so, they were taking a bit more responsibility. Yeah, they'll take a more responsibility, uh, and uh, I would say they played it safe last night. They wouldn't uh, try to beat a defender so much, or uh, they weren't. Uh, they have the skills, but the moment you have say four or five foreigners in your squad. I think there is this general tendency amongst the Indians to just pass the ball to the to the foreigner and let them do the thing. And in terms of Goa, they have good foreigners, so I can also understand why these players want to give it to them because they uh, say somebody like a Jahu will spray those passes uh, perfectly, and somebody like Koro has such a good strike rate that he'll convert uh, one in at least two or three chances that he gets. I understand where it comes from, but I also feel that uh, having these many players have killed the flair in the indian indian contingent mm-hmm. and especially with the start they had i thought they'd just go and carry on with that um flair Correct, yeah. that they showed mm-hmm. um, but they are still unbeaten but um and um in the epl an away point is always a good point so would you say that's a good point away to northeast uh, i think it's a good point also because northeast seem like a very good squad so that way it's it's a it's a, it's a vital point because uh, uh jarni has got this uh, squad playing really well i i was i, I now uh, earlier in the season i thought uh, they were they will not be uh, challenging for the title i still don't think i still don't think they are the favorites to win the title but obviously what a good side and uh, very young indians also supporting the attack and uh, you also have somebody like jian up forward he is also playing quite well and, and scored again. Uh, yeah scored again and uh, could have scored more and uh, and it's it's a what do you say it's a very interesting setup and i think this is i don't know if i'm making a, a stereotype uh, statement but uh, is this a croatian way of football because i i thought this is what i expected when uh, a uh, steam match also took over this is the kind of india that i wanted because they were they wanted to stay at back and use pace to counter attack and that's what they're doing like really well and uh, i was also very impressed by shaves who was playing that number 10 role for uh, uh, northeast united he brings a lot of pace a lot of hard work sometimes i think because jian is a bigger figure uh, he gets all the plaudits but uh, i really really liked uh, what jian is doing Shavas uh, uh, is doing in that number ten role for uh, uh, Northeast United. Yeah, and it's quite um, well. I was going to say unusual to see Uruguayans um, 
uh, playing in the ISL, but um, he's already having an impact. I've not seen too much of him, but um, I'll look out for him now that you've mentioned him. Um, mm-hmm. um, and they've got Hyderabad next, so you'd think <laughs> um, there's three points in the bag already for them. I'm hoping Hyderabad does uh, something because they can't be just uh, uh, playing this weird football and expecting uh, uh, Robin Singh towards uh, who is towards his uh, end of the career. Like Robin Singh is no longer that top striker that uh, he was once upon a time. So uh, it's it's basically Marcelino, and uh, there is nobody else in that team that really stands out in terms of quality. So. How can they now rally together and uh, work hard, be stable in defense, and hope that Marcelino will produce a magic? Is is what Hyderabad uh, should be looking at. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think Northeast is too good a squad to um, not beat uh, Hyderabad. Um, we've only got one team that's got hundred um, percent. Are you surprised that it's the uh, Steelmen? I am. I am very surprised. And uh, really, really nice looking team right now. And they even played the first match with uh, with 10 men. A lot of those minutes were played with 10 men. And they, they were dominating Odisha despite having one person uh, less on the field. So, a very good uh, squad. I didn't know too much of um, Antonio Riondo, the, the coach. He had a like he has a great history in terms of uh, in terms of he's he's a proven coach in Spanish second division, which which is still good quality compared to India. So yeah. yeah, so he's an established coach. I don't know whether I we discussed this in our pre, uh, preview show, but uh, I did stress on the fact that uh, the Atletico connection brings in a lot of uh, uh, a lot of good quality players and uh, coaches and decisions to India. So. When Atletico was partnering with uh, uh, Kolkata, they they had like really good Spanish players and even good coaches. And similarly, you see that trend. So uh, Jamshedpur didn't go out and buy a lot of uh, say uh, uh, very established players, big names. Even last year, they had somebody like uh, um, Tim Cahill. But this time around, they they didn't make those uh, big signings. But Sergio Castell up forward, he's he's looked. Uh, really good, big and hardworking, and he he is pretty much what you want in a striker in 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 Indian league. So he's been good. Uh, Pity is having a very good season despite him being what thirty eight. So he is also dominating that uh, midfield. And uh, Memo and Terry in the, in that uh, defensive setup also has been really good for Jamshedpur. But if I have to highlight one name that I've been really impressed is Farooq Chaudhary. He has really stepped up for Jamshedpur, despite missing some uh, good chances. He has been like working his ass off for uh, Jamshedpur, uh, running around, creating a lot of opportunities, also helping defensively. Uh, probably been my Indian player to, really? uh, yeah, probably been my most. Imp- I've been really impressed with him in the in the few matches that Jamshedpur has played. Yeah, and uh, you talk about the Spanish connection. Jamshedpur is very much Spanish-dominated with a backroom staff and a mm. uh, majority of the players. But that that also helps, doesn't it, when you have um, players from one nation uh, in the squad. They can speak in the same language. Yeah. Right? That's, that itself should be a big, uh, yeah. big plus in terms yeah. of coach uh, having... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you that the communication between the coach and the... Uh, 
international players is a lot easier when they're all speak the same language. And it's showing at the moment. But the real test Getting. for them will be as to where they are or where they could potentially end up is tomorrow uh, in the game against Bengaluru. That should tell us quite a bit about you know, jump yeah, or... that should that should ideally correct. Yeah, and uh, also I don't think they have a lot of say Ben strength or somebody out there who can come and uh, drive that season. So they're really reliant on this. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this uh, this starting eleven to consistently give them points. So let's let's see how well they can manage themselves and whether they can uh, um, continue because some an injury to uh, say Sergio Castell would bring a lot of problems because they don't have a lethal finisher apart from him. Mm. So these are thin lines and this is also very early in the season. But uh, good work. They've they've uh, silenced the doubters. They've also had good turnout. So around some twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, thousand people have been coming to watch their matches as well. So. Uh, overall, a very positive story. Uh, we haven't mentioned one team, and that's uh, obviously your team, Kerala. But they've got a nice, comfortable, uh, easy game tonight. Uh, I wouldn't. I don't want to jinx saying that uh, this is going to be an easy, uh, easy, easy ride by any stretch of imagination. There is also some history in terms of uh, former Kerala CEO is now the owner of uh, Hyderabad. All right. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, Varun also probably knows uh, how Kerala Blasters function and what their weakness is. And I don't think anybody does because every season it changes in Kerala. So I don't think he knows uh, how how it's been functioning in Kerala. But uh, that said, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, Ilko would like to get that three points because he has also been under, I can't say pressure, but uh, the Mumbai result... At home, at home, Kerala Blasters usually are a good side. Whenever Kerala has done uh, well in the ISL, it's it's always been because they've like never lost at home or hardly lost a match or something. So losing one so early in the season wouldn't have helped his cause. So he would want to go to Hyderabad, make a statement, get some three goals, and also he's a Dutch coach, and uh, uh, people in Kerala were expecting a, a relief really, uh, attacking style of football. So probably the right team to go and express yourself against. Well, you've got a very tough game um, on Friday um, against Orisha. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you need it, a result yeah. tonight. <laughs> yeah, we need a result tonight. Um, yeah. Just mention but that. that. Yeah, sorry, go on, sorry. No, I think it'll be a very exciting uh, match against Odisha. One, it's, it's in Kochi. Uh, but Odisha seems to be that side who's not really afraid to have a go. So they'll come here ex- uh, and they'll play their football. They're not going to like sit down and st- change the strategy. That's the only way Odisha is going to play. They're going to really uh, rely on their young Indian core and uh, have a lot of fun. And uh, also, uh, I think Odisha's success has been down to uh, the signing of that striker. I don't know how to pronounce it, Aridane or something. Uh, the he is also a big Spanish striker who's bringing in a lot of quality, and uh, he reminds me of uh, Giroud in some ways. He's uh, he's big, but he's also uh, quite good with his feet. So he was hitting those uh, goals first time, and uh, 
he scored uh, go- he scored goals for uh, delhi so sorry odisha i keep saying delhi <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah i think uh, now that they have got a good striker up forward that has allowed this young indians to run riots in the in the midfield so yeah. you have the likes of jerry nanda even shubham sarangi from the right back position was bombing forward and trying to play good attractive football so Yeah. I think Kerala versus Odisha also will be a very good match. Yeah, and you talk about Santana, uh, Aridan Santana already got three goals, so um, up front, yeah. Odisha looking good. Um, just looking uh, quickly to the week ahead, um, mm-hmm. with, is the um, big game this week going to be tomorrow, what we said, Jamshedpur versus Bengaluru? Considering, uh, considering what we've got uh, in stake, yeah, I think uh, Jamshedpur has been the team that set the pace, so... Bangalore would want to make a statement by winning against them at Jamshedpur. Uh, that said, I think uh, ATK is also playing Jamshedpur this week, right? Or maybe next Saturday. So uh, that's also going to be another. ATK is also slowly grown in stature. Mm. They are a side uh, uh, that it's it's confusing for me in terms of uh, they've got a very exciting attacking squad there, but they're playing a a three five two, which is often. uh like uh, a strategy that is used by managers who like to play a, a, a sort of a defensive approach and uh, use their primary two uh, strikers to do all the work so you saw the likes of roy krishna running riots whenever he got the ball in his uh, on his leg but unfortunately their strategy meant uh, most of the time the players were just kicking it long for roy and hoping that he will chest it and control it and all that mm. which is why i think in the system david williams has shown uh, to be better than roy krishna because they're really not use uh, using the uh, fijian space he he's fast and he's lethal but nobody is playing it on uh, into channels so that he can run into it's it's always been like hitting it to the chest and uh looking for those uh, second balls and all that so weird strategy by habas but i'm mm-hmm. sure he has a he has a logic for it yeah, from what you describe it, it just reminds me of um, jamie vardy here the you know he's not like he needs the balls in the channels that he can Correct. run into um but um mm-hmm. we had that with uh, claude powell who wasn't playing that and vardy mm-hmm. was just not scoring and as soon as um um Brendan came in and Vardy's the top scorer at the moment no, so you got to scoring, yeah, yeah you, you got to play yeah. to the strengths of the um striker, the striker and this this is the biggest signing of your season in in fact one of the biggest signing in ISL history we are talking about yeah. so you've signed a striker uh in his peak uh, we, we are not talking about some striker who is now 36 mm. and and uh, that pace is no longer there you have signed you've signed Elix's best striker Yeah. So the minimum you can do is uh, play to uh, his skills but uh, right now I'm not really happy with how they're using Roy Krishna. Mm, yeah. But uh, and uh, similarly with uh, somebody like Suse Raj uh, uh, like we speak about uh, Ashik playing left back Suse Raj playing as a left wing back is also a little worrying. He is a he is a talented uh, attacker. You want the likes of uh, Suse Raj playing where uh, somebody like uh, nanda kumar uh, was playing for odisha you want uh, or redim was playing for north east you want these uh, susaraj to be in attacking position because it's probably better than the players i just mentioned he is one of india's best at cut, uh, cutting in from that left flank and uh, going for the far post so 
why he is being put to uh, put in this role which requires him to go back in defense and all i don't understand and it's really not good for india to see all these young uh, attacking left sided uh, attackers play as left back and left wing back position. and all that we want yeah out of position we want uh, ashik and uh, sosheraj and all developing as an attacker mm. and uh, that's a little worrying for me we'll see um how that i mean uh, sometimes uh, results will force managers to uh, play to the strengths rather than Correct, um yeah. what they had initially planned um i yeah. just want to um just ask uh, add a ask a quick question as to why orisha have got four away games to start the season do you know the reason why um i i honestly don't know the exact reason yeah, the, but uh, the only reason i asked was that i think it was john gregory or somewhere i was reading about it. he was already complaining about the travel Um, yeah yeah it it's bound to be uh, hectic because one you're talking about india which is a massive country so traveling from odisha to kerala and all that will not be easy at all mm-hmm. so in terms of planning i think this uh, isl in the future also will have to come up with some uh, setup where in one one half of the season is played in say the northern part of india and the other half is played in the southern part of india something of that sort because um this is too much and we are expecting a match every day it's not even like uh, uh this will only be played on the weekends like the premier league or maybe yeah. one of one or two weeks where there's mid week fixture every day there's a football match so mm. constant travel and uh, i can understand why a lot of people struggle with the with the scheduling and i think odisha's i don't know if there is any stadium related uh, problem but uh, because uh, i think odisha is uh, being also uh, uh, marked as the ven- potential venue for the under 17 world cup that will happen next year the girls world cup yeah yeah so maybe there is some stadium related activities going on mm. that could have been a factor but you will see this across throughout the season you will see a patch where uh, for one month there is no home match for uh, a season uh, or team and all that you will you will see that yeah it's it's very interesting but it is a very very tough schedule uh, with the traveling mm-hmm. and every game um brilliant roundup um, but i just wanted to um, end and something i'm hoping we can do every month is um, mm-hmm. for you to dish out some monthly awards uh, <laughs> and um it has to just start with um, who do you, who's your most valuable player for october who's the player of the month for you big um, big big question i i don't know how to pick this because i'm all, i'm a, a big fan of a defender or a midfielder who doesn't get into the limelight as well uh, so uh, for me there has been a lot of good performances if if possible i think we should, maybe we should make it uh, two awards where there is a one indian footballer we are talking about and one foreigner uh, and in that sense uh, i have been really impressed by uh, sergio castel for uh, jamshedpur uh, he's uh, held up the uh, the play as a striker and uh, uh, he uh, i am a big believer that in in india uh, if you look at say the five, last 5 10 leagues um, having a big tall striker who can uh, bully the center back and score you those goals will eventually lead to a good campaign so even if you look at the i league even if you look at uh, isl having a good striker makes a world of difference which is probably why this season most of the investment has gone up forward from roy krishna to uh, sergio castel we we talked about uh, aridan santanas and ogbeche so it's it's very clear that the teams have understood the importance of having a big striker up forward so 
and, and he's, uh, I only, think, he's only 24 as well exactly and this this uh, is a deal that only happened because of the atletico connection i i believe so that uh, connection also has helped him and uh, helped them and uh, now he's playing so uh, for me uh, he has been uh, a very interesting performer so maybe i'll go with him because he uh, he qualifies as a good striker but very early he he hasn't shown say the magic that coro does on a regular basis and so uh, let let's see how he's going to pan out but maybe judging only on october's performance uh, he's my player of the month oh brilliant um because um i know they give out so many uh, like in all indian sports they give out so many awards at the end of the game but <laughs> everybody that's really interested these are the main awards that are awarded by nevin these are ones that are really meaningful and that really can so well done to sergio castell for winning uh, player of the month for Jamshedpur for the month of October. Who gets you manager of the month? Um, again, very difficult to uh, pick, but I have to go with uh, the Jamshedpur coach yeah, itself, Antonio Riondo, because he's the one who got the results and, and he got the results with a team that wasn't expected to perform so well. So he's got a system going there for him and uh, hence I think I'll go go with that as well. But Credit where the, where it's due. I think Joseph Gombu had a very uh, Gombu got a very good uh, a match out of Odisha side against Mumbai, and then uh, I also thought Quadrat was very clever in how he played against uh, Goa. Unfortunately, he didn't get the points for Bangalore, but uh, I thought that was a good setup, and he also showed a way that Goa can be stifled. So that's something I think a lot of other coaches also would look at uh, more keenly. So it's um, well, quite rightly that Jamshedpur will take both their awards. They've had a really good start. Only two games, but still, um, they look good. And um, like we said earlier, the test will come tomorrow when they play Bengaluru. So we see, we'll see where they stand. Um, any exactly. other highlights uh, for the month of October for you for, in terms of players? Yeah, I think uh, the the initial weeks of ISL has also opened up a lot of. Uh, uh, new, not new faces, but uh, Steam Match will now be looking at his team more, uh, uh, more clearly because now he's had the opportunity and he's been visiting almost all matches. He's been yeah. traveling like a, <laughs> a madman because seen it's a lot of India. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's seen a lot of India. So, and that means he's also seen a lot of football, which will give him a better idea of uh, how he would. Uh, want his Indian team lined up because he he came in uh, in July or June June and uh, he's not really had uh, an opportunity to see these players live for their club. So uh, the likes of Farooq, the likes of uh, um, Manveer, all of them will now have a. I think uh, Steam Match will have a better understanding of how these players function. Um, also, I think uh, young players like Jerry, Redim, Nanda. All of them will also, Suse also had a good match despite starting as a left wing back. So, all of these players also will be knocking the Indian team doors very soon. So, uh, that way I think uh, the first few season has, uh, first few weeks have sort of uh, set the tempo for the season. Yeah, it'll be interesting when he names the uh, squad for the upcoming uh, World Cup qualifiers if um, performances in the ISL has pushed any players uh, into the squad? I believe Redeem is uh, not part of the initial squad that has been announced. But uh, again, we, let's not get too carried over also. It's just been like two, three matches. Yeah. So, 
uh, I I would also agree with the coach in terms of just going with the teams that has already been sort of set. And uh, since uh, he is uh, coached a few matches for India right now, I think he should go with uh, what he feels comfortable. But probably towards the end of the season, we'll have new faces coming in because. Uh, uh, say somebody like uh, Udanta, for example, will now be challenged if uh, Redeem can continue a season like this because he cut in from the right flank and he offered goals. He had a messiest finish against uh, uh, Goa last day. So, uh, so let's see, let's see how this is going to go. But uh, very good two weeks of football. I am, I am very happy, and uh, uh, I think uh, that prediction of this being the most uh, closely fought. Uh, um, ISL season will be true con- considering yeah. how all teams are sort of evenly matched. Yeah, yeah, you did call it before the start of the season. A uh, lot of teams are very uh, at the same level, so it'll be a tight uh, league. Um, I'm obviously very happy. Orishis finally off the uh, <laughs> winning up and running, so I'm very happy as well. I'm also happy that uh, I made you an Odisha fan, so I was also hoping that they'll get some good results in so that... <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, no, I really enjoyed that one. Um, fantastic speaking to you um, again uh, this week. Brilliant roundup. And um, also, I think most listeners will know, especially if they follow you on Twitter, you've got a new chapter in your life starting uh, this week. Um, you're moving cities and starting a new job. So Correct. on behalf of everybody, want to wish you all the best for that. Um, I'm sure. Thank you so uh, much. You'll do a fantastic job. And uh Really wish you all the best for that one. But have a fantastic evening. Um, enjoyable evening. A comfortable win uh, for your team. Um, and uh, <laughs> I hope you have good fun. It's it's a weekend, so you should be having a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's a um, big weekend here in England because um, it's a rugby final. Uh, rugby World Cup mm-hmm. final. England are playing, so yeah, that's yeah. going to start uh, in a few minutes. So going straight down to watch that. All excited about that. Yeah. Great. And yeah. then uh, looking forward to uh, another big game for Leicester. They're away to Crystal Palace, which is not an easy place. So that's tomorrow. Of so course, yeah. Busy weekend. Just, but um, thank weekend, you again. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll speak All to you next week. Yeah. Thank you, Nevin. Take yeah. care. All right. Bye.